0: Hey there! Welcome to the Planet on a Post-it podcast. I am Naomi Tucker, your host. How are you guys doing today? Hopefully you are wonderfully well. I am doing fantastic. We are in season two, episode two of the podcast. And today I wanted to give you 10 tips on working in a virtual workplace. Before I jump in, I wanted to, as always, ask for you to rate, share, like, and subscribe to this podcast. Let's welcome more people into the community by sharing and growing with each other. So I really appreciate you in doing that. Also, if you would like to get a digest of everything that's happening at Planet on a Post-it, feel free to sign up on the website to get our digital newsletter between the lines. Usually this newsletter is distributed periodically throughout the year. It gives you updates on book club dates, podcast episodes, blog posts. Sometimes there are other tips given within this newsletter. So don't miss out and sign up if you haven't already. Now, to our book club members, have you picked up your book yet? If so, how is your reading going? Now, if you don't know, we do have a book club at Planet on a Post-it. We're discussing the book, currently, Boundaries for Leaders by Henry Cloud. We're hoping to have an awesome discussion on February 12th, which is a Wednesday, on our Facebook page. Now, if this interests you, please pick up the book today and join the discussion. This is a book that's targeted at leaders and targeted at setting up your boundaries to help you produce effective results and improve on your relationships. It's such a great book to start off the new year, so I really hope that you join me in the discussion. So again, today I wanted to give you 10 tips on working in the virtual workplace. Now, according to a Swiss-based service provider, IWG, they did some research and found that two thirds of professionals around the world telecommute at least one day a week, with 53% working remotely at least half of the week. Now, Gallup has furthered the research and has found out that Americans who telecommute in some capacity has been steadily increasing throughout the decade just over 5% of Americans, they work entirely from home. Now, I happen to be one of those individuals that work entirely from home. I work for an amazing organization that has 70% of its workforce virtual, and they do it right, and they're very, very supportive. However, I do know that it's not always representative of all situations. Now, the tips that I have for you on working in a virtual workspace are crucial to making sure that you're successful in all that you do when you're working virtual. And it does come with many years of working virtually. So I really hope that they help you. The first one is defining your workspace. Now, it's very crucial to define where you work and if you're working virtual. Now, people have different types of ways that they work when they work virtually. Sometimes you have a designated office, others are on their couch, some are on their kitchen table, and some go to the local coffee shop. Now, I'm not downing any of these, but it's very valuable for you if you do find a designated location for working. Now, working at your kitchen table or countertop, sometimes it doesn't, it's not always ergonomically correct. Working at a local coffee shop, it can be noisy. You have to find the way in which you work and find how you will work with all of these different locations. The most effective is having a designated office space. Now, some people do not have the space for a designated office space. But there are some useful hacks that you can do within your home to be able to help you find the right solution for you. My suggestion is to go on Pinterest and go to the search bar and type in things like small office organization tips or small office hacks. That would be able to help you find some great visuals on what you can do. I've seen very, very cute and delightful offices that are kind of positioned in little nooks of apartments and I've seen some clever storage hacks that have been done in kitchens to be able to to mask the kind of the work storage area so that a person can take out their laptop and put it back and you don't know that that was ever our office space. So definitely, look at what's going to work best for you but definitely try to really have a designated area for your work so then you're not blending work and home and that you can really be able to enjoy the rest of your apartment or your home when you are off of work now telecommunic can really save employers money it is research that there's an average of eleven thousand dollars per remote worker that the employers can save on employing virtual employees. (laughs) I don't know how that sounded, but they save a great deal of money. So allowing employees to work virtually on a full-time or part-time basis reduces the need for an expensive office space. So that translates into significant savings for employers. So even for larger companies, that can be very substantial if they're allowing a big segment of their organization to work um, virtually. So meanwhile, virtual employees, though, they also save money by reducing their work commuting costs. Now, I used to um, work at a location that I had to travel at least 20, 25 miles to get to every day. It took about 30, 30, 40 minutes in order to get there. And so that was Going virtual really saved me a lot of of, um, gas costs. So it can really make virtual teams appealing for anyone. But those are some facts that you probably should know. Because when you do set up your workspace, there's a couple more tips that you should consider. The second tip I have for you is get connected. So it is really important to make sure that you have a strong internet connection. Now people might kind of feel like this is something really basic, kind of like, yeah, I know that, but you have to remember you're sharing your connection with other things in your home, whether it be like your TV, electronics that you may have. Um, So you wanna make sure that that is a strong signal. You also have many things that you have to do at work. I know for me, I can have many, many tabs open on my screen. I can be doing video, sharing screens, doing face, doing virtual meetings online. And that does take up a significant amount of bandwidth. So if you are not sure about what bandwidth you have, or you feel like you could have a stronger connection, get in touch with your internet provider to find out what works for you. If it comes at a significant cost for you, then that is something that you could go to your your um, organization and possibly ask if they have some type of a program where they can credit you in some of these costs. The third thing I have is get a good printer. So you do and you will have to print certain things off when you're at home. Now, I know we are in an age of digital technology. There is lots of opportunities and resources for you to be able to store your documents electronically. sometimes you do have to print off certain things. You may have to sign certain things, physically sign contracts. Um, So if you do have that need in your business and you have to get a printer, make sure that it's a high efficiency printer, um, that it takes less ink in order to print off. And then always just make sure that you have some discernment around the things that you print. You don't wanna print everything all of the time. Try to be sustainable in the things that you print. So it is cheaper for your employer to sustain you at home than work. So if you do, again, need a printer or any type of equipment, make sure that you can talk to them about that and perhaps they can help help provide and support that need. The fourth thing I have is have a phone that works well. Now, in the age of the digital technology, we all have these fabulous supercomputers at the palm of our hands called smartphones so many people use their smartphone in order to conduct business and that is all fine as long as you know what the other person is getting on the other side of the phone so make sure that you have a very strong connection this might loop back to the second point of having a strong internet connection but for some people it is a matter of changing phone providers as well um, there have been some people that are living in rural areas that do not get any reception at all. And it makes sense for them to actually put in a landline for their phone for work. Now, if that's you, you want to make sure that you have that and that you make sure you take care of that. Um, and again, it's some type of a cost that might have to be covered by your employer. But just make sure that you have a phone that works well. Make sure to have that conversation with your organization because you want to give your best service to the people that you're serving at your job and also just another note on that it's making sure that you you have good reception so um you know again it is hard when every conversation you have with a person they have to oh let me go to the window let me stand outside to talk to you make sure you have a good internet connection so if you need to change internet providers maybe that's something you need to do or like i mentioned getting a landline number five is get moving get out move around it is very very easy for you to be planted at your computer for more than eight hours a day Um, that is not your best life. (laughs) So make sure to, you know, every hour, get up and move around for five or 10 minutes. Um, Walk around your house if you have to walk up and down the stairs. I know I've done that. I will walk up and down the stairs. I have a treadmill in my office, I will, you know, work and kind of walk at a slower pace so that I can do both in order to um, get things done. So Whatever it is for you, find a way to get moving. Um, some people do exercise in the morning, or do exercise at you know at night, or since you have super flexible hours, you can fit in a workout in the middle of the day. Make sure you just stay moving. It's super easy when you're working at home to not have the benefit of an organization and people visiting you and, um, you know, trips to the lunchroom and walks around the campus. It's easy for you to just stay at your computer all day. So make sure you get moving. Number six is protect your boundaries. Now, it is very easy to work from home and it's very, very flexible and it is something that is valued and it's treasured. Also, when you work from home, it has been found that you, have, you outperform groups that are in organizations by 13%. Plus there's less turnover when you work from home. So virtual teams have lots of productivity gains and they can reach their goals more effectively. So that means you do not have to be, be at your desk all of the time. There is that need because you are in the same place that you work to be chained to your laptop. But it there isn't really that need to do that. You are giving um, just as much as anybody that would be working from an office space would be. And so with that said, you definitely have to be able to protect your boundaries. So whatever your established times are at work, whether that's flexible for you or whether it's demanded by your employer, make sure you stick with that and respect those boundaries. Um, Some people, you know, eat dinner and then come back to their emails at the end of the night. Uh, that can be pretty dangerous because you end up not getting your time, the time you need for yourself to regroup, to, um, get connected to your, you know, whatever personal things that you might have. Um, and it kind of taps you back into work and it can be, um, it can be, uh, it can be unhealthy, quite frankly. So just make sure that you protect your boundaries, um, and, um you know, take some time for you. Number seven is meet your surrounding community. So there, when you're in an organization, sometimes you, you know, like I mentioned, you may go to the cafeteria and you may see the lunch ladies or you may um, you may see the fitness person at the fitness center. You kind of don't have that when you're working virtually so your community looks a little different. So tap into what your community looks like when you're virtual. For example, your post office person, your FedEx guy that always comes and drops off FedEx packages for, from work. I am familiar with my Staples person <laughs> that drops off any office supplies that I need. Um, FedEx, you might have someone that you do print jobs with and also maybe shredding jobs or any type of office Jobs that need to be done, some people kind of are procuring that out to FedEx because they don't have an actual physical like location. Those people are a part of your community. You know, develop relationships with those people. Get to know those people because it's the same as if you were to be in a brick and mortar organization. They're kind of a part of your extended work team in a way. Um, Also, you might have people in your neighborhood that also work from home. Find out who those people are. Maybe you guys can take lunch breaks together and walk around the neighborhood together. Um, Find ways to be of service to maybe the elderly that are in your community. I know I have an elderly couple that lives across from me. And, you know, just checking in on them once in a while, having a conversation with them. You are now kind of in the neighborhood at times when other people's aren't so you're able to kind of connect with them in a way that other people cannot so really think about those other ways in which you can you can tap in to your surrounding community number eight is meet virtually or do video so because we lack the face-to-face every day with people when we work virtually it's important to try to establish that somehow so I know it's easy to just pick up the phone and call people or do Skype without video. I think every time the video pops up, you're like, uh, I will not do video today. Because we work from home, we can probably work in our sweats all day. Um, I'm lucky that I have kids because I have to get up and actually um, get up and get dressed. <laughs> I think if that I didn't have to put... them in school, I would probably like roll out of bed and just go right to work. But it's important to get up and, um, get, get, you know, get clothes and then get, get working and then just have some of those face to face. You can still be in your sweats, you know, and talk to people. Sometimes it's just, it, it is just as engaging that way than, um, than any other way Um, now of course if you're talking to clients (laughs) and things like that and you're kind of inspiring that face-to-face connectivity with them um, online then you probably would like to spruce up a little bit more but you know for your team just kind of find a couple of phone calls a week that you decide to maybe like your team call maybe you decide to do that on video and maybe dress a little bit nicer that day because you're doing that All right, so then number nine is meet face-to-face when you can. When you do have an opportunity to connect um, face-to-face, whether it be going out for lunch with a teammate or going to a team meeting, Um, definitely do that. Um, Meeting face-to-face definitely still trumps digital. So we definitely want to support that as much as possible. When you are able to do that, take advantage of every opportunity that somebody might be traveling um, by and you can meet them out for dinner or a happy hour. Um, Definitely face-to-face is something that you want to encourage. So make sure to do that as much as you can with your team and with other people that you work with. Finally, enjoy flexibility. So working from home comes with many, many, many benefits and the benefits outweigh the challenges that you might have. Enjoy that flexibility of being able to work from home. There are is a lot of valuable, um, valuable takeaways to working from home. As long as you're set up right, you have the right equipment that you need, you keep your boundaries and you work, um, you give your employer your best. It is an amazing world in the virtual world. So definitely try to enjoy the flexibility that you do have and, um, you know, enjoy the community that you have surrounding that as well. So there you have it. Those are my top 10 tips to working in a virtual workspace. I really hope that you enjoyed this podcast as much as I did. I definitely taught myself a few things in the meantime when that does happen. Um, It doesn't really ever happen. (laughs) So take, again, just take care. Enjoy the conversation at our Facebook page or on our website. And I just will ask you to have a wonderful rest of your day and have joy in your day and we will talk soon